Hi, and welcome to our 2018 All Leaders Day in February. Um, it's, it's really so good to see everybody here. Uh, I know more are kind of coming in on the way, and I, I'm pretty sure by the time we hit lunchtime, when there's free food, everybody will be here. So um, it's very, very exciting. We have Craig here today as our guest. He will be sharing... Um, uh, later on, uh, soon actually, on post-traumatic growth. And so I'm, I'm keen to get him up as quick as I can. But I'm going to take about 15 minutes if I can and, and just do a quick summary of our vision and an update of 2018. Um, but I'm going to try and keep it pretty tight. The first thing I wanted to highlight is how great it is to see all the generations here uh, in our leadership team, where we span all the ministries at FGA, and I think, I'm going to take a bit of a risk, it's recorded, um, I think we have every decade represented here. Who's zero to ten? <laughs> Two. Who's ten to twenty? Great. Who's twenty to thirty? Woo! Who's thirty to forty? All right. Who's 40 to 50? <laughs> Who's 50 to 60? Who's 60 to 70? Woo! Who's 70 plus? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I tell you, it is, I tell you, it's a real joy to pastor a multi-generational church, a church that genuinely, like, I, I just looked through our, our survey uh, data, in which we've been doing the survey data now for like 15 years. We are evenly split. You wouldn't believe this. We are evenly split across all of the uh, decades, which is very unusual for a church. But it's, been, it's something that we're blessed in and, and holding that tension together of all the different generations together as a household of faith. Uh, that is one of the great joys, I think, of pastoring for me. And uh, this year is a pastoral year. So I'm not going to go on and on about it. You, um, we talked about it actually at our leaders meeting uh, last year in September. So if you go online this year, I had to re-listen. I actually re-listened to the uh, opening address that introduced this year's theme. If you go onto our website, into the leaders section, the leaders podcasts, um, uh, one, you'll see the new leaders training that we ran at my house. So you'll be able to get all of those sessions on there. Uh, also, you'll be able to, if you scroll back further, you'll see um, the talk about 2018's key verse, blessed to be a blessing. Our anchor verse is Genesis 22:18, and it goes, And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. There is really something that comes along. There's amazing blessing that comes along when you uh, flow in with God's vision and His purposes. Uh, it's, it's a bit like an umbrella, right? And, and when you walk under that, where you're under it. His covering. And the biblical word for that is obedience. When you obey Him. So I love how that goes. And in your offspring, we are, we are the offspring that, uh, that is being spoken of. Shall all the nations of the earth, Australia falls into that category. That's how it went from that sort of, that part of the, the center part of the world, how it's gone to the edges of the world here in Australia. Because this particular verse 
has been proven to be true in our real life history. Um, and we have seen the many blessings of this earth, uh, um, blessings that has come uh, out of it. And, and we continue uh, to move in that. Um, we're looking at the book of Genesis. It's our pastoral focus here. As you know, every year we focus on one of the five-fold ministry. Last year, who can tell me what we focused on? Evangelism. Oh my goodness. Said with confidence. Everyone was like, oh. It was, it was our evangelism year last year. We looked at the book of Acts and we reached out empowered by the Holy Spirit. Right? This year, um, we're looking at blessed to be a blessing. We're looking at a pastoral context. And we're going into the book of Genesis. Um, and what I want us to realize about the book of Genesis is that it's really grounded in the reality of our lives. Genesis is essentially a, sto- a collection of stories of real people's lives, the things that happen in their life. It doesn't have, like in the New Testament, all these theological explanations of, of things like love is and then kind, patient, whatever, right? It doesn't have, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, da 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 it, It's a collection of these narratives. And I, I don't think that, that um, the people who are living in the book of Genesis fully, fully grasped that their everyday interactions the side deals they did with their brother, the, the bickering that they had with the family, the, uh, the, you know, the marriages that they had and who they fell in love with and, and the children that they had. I, I don't think they really realized the significance of their pastoral day-to-day relational interactions and how epic it would be and the kind of blessing and fruit that would come out of it, whether it is bad fruit or good fruit. And I think it's worthwhile for us in our pastoral year as we kick off to really remember that this year, as with all of our lives, I guess, but in particular this year, how we relate is going to be very significant. How you handle your mom and dad, how you treat your spouse, how you Deal with your children, how you relate to your friends at school, your co-workers uh, in your workplace, your home group members, your ministry team, how we deal with uh, those who are our neighbors around us, though, uh, those in the communities around, and even as it extends beyond. How we live these day-to-day, real-life, relational interactions, they're going to be so significant because that's how that's how God um, shows his love that's how God um, affects the world it's through these uh, our God is such a relational God in fact Scott just wrote a book Scott Harrow who we're getting to come and speak um, and run Christian education for us this year you know he wrote a book on the Trinity but essentially the Trinity is a relational God like Father Son Holy Spirit why why did God choose to describe himself in relational terms. Uh, I think there is a very, at the very core of God, at the very core of who we have been made as humans, we have been created to relate. Whether that is relate to God, our creator, or to others who uh, were in the brotherhood of 
brotherhood and sisterhood of humanity, right? Uh, which is why the commandments boil down to love God, love others. And so this year it's really important for us to, um, to realize this. If we go to, uh, what I, um, so Genesis, can I encourage you to read uh, the book of Genesis? Um, uh, so Genesis begins with creation, you know, you got Adam, Eve, and, and, and the range. And it ends with actually uh, Joseph, the, um, the account of Joseph, right? Uh, you, you may or may not know this, but Genesis uh, is not the first book of the Bible. It is the first part of five. Okay, the first scroll was the Pentateuch, right? Um, and the Torah, right? The Torah form the Tanakh, right? The Torah, Nephilim, Ketafim, whatever it is, right? The Hebrew Bible, the TNK, right? Um, and so the first book, the Torah, is actually a description. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pause the audio. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, great. Let's make sure everybody's awake. Um, yes, the so I just want to place where Genesis is, all right? Genesis actually is the first part of the Torah. And if you, if you know the Torah, it actually describes um, how did Israel get to be Israel. It describes how they did the exodus out of uh, Egypt, right? It describes Moses and all of that. But Genesis, the reason... Why it's important to think of Genesis in, in this way is it ends with Joseph. Why did it end with Joseph? It ends with Joseph because it's a story of from the beginning to now we are in the land of Egypt. It's kind of one way to look at it. And then if I take us to the end of Genesis, which I, I really like, you get Genesis 50. And I'm just going to read this to you. We don't put it on the screen, but I'm just going to read this to you because I think this is great as an outlook, we're going to be talking about post-traumatic growth. We're going to be talking about pastoral issues this year and how do you handle the problems and the traumas of life. And, you know, we all know as soon as you're dealing with people, you're dealing with issues, right? We're like, it's so much easier to deal with computer programs and uh, systems and uh, like, they're really easy. You can, you, can, you can sit down with a piece of paper and, and, and solve it at some level. But as soon as you're dealing with the world of humanity and the world of people, there's issues, there's problems, there's evil that we're going to see for the fall. And Genesis really highlights these parts of humanity that despite being thousands and thousands of years old, still is present in humanity. That's how inspired this book is. It's still relevant. There are books today that just lose their relevance after a month even. Um, and, and it says this in, in 50, Genesis 50, 19 to 21. But Joseph, so this is the end. This is the end of Genesis. But Joseph said to them, and Joseph is now, he's meeting his brothers, the ones who have beaten him up and left him for dead. Right? And then uh, he's revealed himself to be in charge of uh, Egypt, and he's helping out his brothers. And all things have gone well, but now his father is dead. And his brothers are thinking, oh my goodness, Joseph has just been kind to us. 
because, you know, his father's around watching the children and making sure everybody plays nice. But now that father is dead, Joseph's just going to kill us. This is the moment he's been waiting for, right? Because they know all kinds of evil have taken place. They're aware of the problem of evil because they were the, um, the, the, the bringers of evil, I guess. And then Joseph says to them, in verse 19, But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? And so you see this orientation now. It colors the whole of Genesis, which is why we're doing this series in, the, in, our, in our main service. It's called Only Human. Right? We're kicking off a series called Only Human, which culminates at Easter, where the Easter service is called Only God. Because we're only human. We're actually only human. And we are not in the place of God. And you get Joseph, he realizes this. He goes, hey, I know you're, you're, you're a little bit worried you're about our interactions, but let me just tell you, I'm, I'm not God. I'm not God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God, my God, the God who I am subject to, the one who I take my lead from, the one I serve, but God meant it for good to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear, I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. That's basically our paraphrase of this verse. That's basically Joseph saying, hey, I'm going to be this blessing. I'm going to be this, but I'm going to obey God's voice. I'm not God. I'm going to obey God's voice. And I'm hoping that as we begin this year, as we explore all these things, that you as, le as leaders, that we would, we would anchor on that, we would reflect on that, that every time we, we want to interact with somebody in a bad way, and we're like, oh my goodness, you're useless, or, or this is really terrible, I'm going to, you, you hold back and you go, oh, hold on. I'm not God. I'm under God. So what would God have me do? If I'm going to obey his voice in this matter, what would God have me do? I, I'm pretty sure it took a lot of self-control. It took a lot of submission to God and obedience um, that Joseph learned over the years to be able to even say these statements. When his father's dead, nobody's really looking. Turns out a lot of people were looking. We are reading his family interaction today. Thousands of years ago. And I, I want all of us, I know we've got ministries to run and programs that are going on. But let's all for a moment think about our family interactions. Our day-to-day -day interactions that, that take place when nobody's looking. Because they are the content of the book of Genesis. Alright? Um, okay. I'm just going to give a... In the next five minutes, I'm going to give a very, very quick update. Uh, as you know, we've got two new pastors, Pastor Jordan uh, and Pastor Harold, who is sick today. Um, he, uh, they are uh, taking over our youth and our kids' ministry. Got a bunch of exciting things. Uh, you know, we've got a whole bunch of pastoral exciting things that are going on. New kids coming. Uh, Harold's getting married this year, and so uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Um, we've got a building update. Uh, building has commenced. At Lexton, so it is now um, a building site. They've given us permission to use the uh, first floor.
because most of the construction is on the second floor. So all of our big meeting rooms and all the upstairs of the kitchen, all is now out of bounds. The ramp is out of bounds, right? And so we've relocated all of our midweek services to Kunang Heights Uniting Church. You may want to write this down, Kunang Heights Uniting Church. There's a flyer that's coming out tomorrow. We have a video. And if you go on our website, there's actually a video and a link and a map to where Kunang Heights is. But ladies' meetings, Tuesday prayer meetings, Wednesday night prayer meetings, uh, even line dances at some point are going to move uh, over there. Like uh, Overnight prayer meetings are going there as well, right? Um, important to note that youth group is still here, all right? But uh, uh, we are still uh, making a heap of progress um, on that. So I'll, I'll keep you up to date as we, as we go. Right now, we're trying to secure funding um, for the loan. Okay. Uh, and we'll do questions uh, later on. Uh, White Horse Community Fair is coming up. Now, we have moved White Horse Community Fair. Uh, it's this big event that we, we run as church-wide, right? It's fantastic. Uh, 2,000 people from the community coming. Last year, we had it in September. Two years in a row, we had it in September. Two years in a row, wind blew down our tents. <laughs> Fool me twice. This year, we decided, hey... Let's pick a less windy spot time. We've done it in Easter before uh, with great results. Also, we're keen because maybe in August, we will leave this place. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to run something here and then invite people into a service here and then we're not here. So we thought this year we'll move it to Easter. It might very well be our last White Horse Community Fair because we haven't figured out what we're going to do next year when we're at Lexton, right? Um, there, there are ideas of maybe we might do a musical and then invite people to, uh, to that or, or various other things. Like, who knows, right? Um, let's move in first. So let's give this Whitehorse Community Fair a really good go. Our, uh, we just heard that the Box Hill Mayor maybe even coming to uh, open up the fair. Okay, so that's on the 31st of March. Keep that date in your calendar. There's an all-volunteers day on the 18th of March. That's the day that we're going to prep up uh, and train you for carnival games, I don't know, ushering and various other things like that. Um, and then I want to highlight that on the 21st to the 23rd, that includes the 21st, which will be our Wednesday prayer meeting, which will be at Kunang Heights. We're dedicating that time to pray for the White Horse Community Fair. We really want to cover it um, in prayer. All right, Quinton is taking lead this year. So thank you, Quinton. It's so good to have you back. All right. Um, ooh. Um, let's go. Okay. Uh, and then uh, heads up, tomorrow is home group Sunday. If you're, gonna if you're a home group leader um, and you stay back for the ministry breakout, we'll talk in more detail about it. But here's a heads up for everybody. Quinton, if you put up your hand, Quinton has got like a, a handout that we're giving out tomorrow. It lists all the home groups and, and, and categories. The Probably the most controversial thing, which I don't think is controversial, uh, is that we're trying to, with our home groups ministry, um, we're getting really big because we've now folded Intrepid um, is now part of home groups. So there's no longer any, like nobody's allowed to say the word Intrepid anymore, right? Um, because they're now part of home groups ministry. So now that we've got all of these home groups, lots of home groups. It's hard for a new visitor or people to, to understand like which home group do they go to. So we did a very simple layer across it. It's not, not meant to be epic. 
you can still cross the boundaries. There's people in different get It's fine, right? But it's just to help people understand. So there's some home groups that have no kids because they're single. They're just married. They haven't had kids yet, right? So there's some home groups that have no kids. Then there's some home groups that have young kids, right? And, and, and you know, like I... I've been in home groups with young kids before. I know what that's like. There's a special dynamic. So people want to know, if I've got young kids, I can go into this group. Then there are home groups that have older kids. They're in high school, university, right? Uh, and then there are other home groups that, are, oh my goodness, your kids are grown up and they're gone. Or grandkids or whatever it is, right? And so we've tried to give you an, people an indication of the kinds of home groups that, uh, that we have and the, the nature of them, right? That's probably the, the biggest thing. So what we're going to do tomorrow is um, also we've got free lunch for everybody. So the idea is to connect everybody into home groups. Uh, also for them to see all of our different home groups and to pray for our home groups ministry, right? So um, we are breaking up. We'll finish the service a little bit earlier and then we'll break off into different areas uh, where we can eat and fellowship. So the idea is that people will go into the different sections. I think our kids' ministry is meeting in the kids' area on the sales. Our youth group is meeting in the lawn area in front of the sales. I think 18.30 are going to meet in the dining hall, uh, in the dining hall right up the back. Uh, the no kids, young kids home groups are going to meet with Quinton near Guest Central. And then the older kids, grown-up kids home groups are going to meet here in the auditorium with the parents' room, right? And the idea is that everybody, uh, even if you're visiting church or you haven't been plugged into a home group, can just sit in one of those categories and make some friends and, and then maybe put a friendly face to a home group name that you see. Okay, great. And now I'm just going to do a whole bunch of other very miscellaneous things. We have Missions Month coming up uh, right after the fair. In fact, in the next two Sundays, actually, if I can give you a heads up, next two Sundays, we've got the Chinese pastors that are coming. Uh, fantastic um, Sunday uh, with them. And then after that, we got Larry coming for a worship Sunday. Uh, after that, um, we're at Deakin University again this year. I was hoping not to, but we're there again. Um, we're going to be trying to clean up CCB uh, a lot of new people have been coming to FJ. In fact, we expected over the holiday period to have lower attendance, but our attendance has actually not even dipped much over the holiday break. So we had maybe 80 more people than we expected on average uh, over the holiday. So there's a lot of people that need to be connected. Home group, new home groups are forming. So we're updating all of that in CCB. Um, uh, we're going into the human journey, which is our home group series on Genesis. Uh, later on, we will do a recover series, which is going to look at how do we cope with hurts, loss, and how do we recover uh, from life events. A lot of the stuff that we're going to do in the post-traumatic uh, growth will be covered in the recover series. And then hopefully around September, October, I'll finish writing the book, and then we will do a, a series on household of faith, um, linked to the book that's coming up. All right. Praise the Lord. That's it. That's it. Um, so that's a quick overview of 2018. Uh, it's our pastoral year. Uh, I, I just want to end with this one question um, that if you could just write down, a good way to enter into a pastoral year is to ask the question, how are you doing? 
how are you doing? Whether you're asking that in your family, whether you're asking that in your ministries um, and the like, uh, let's make this a year where we are actually showing the love and care um, that God has shown us uh, through Jesus Christ. Father, I, I, I pray for this whole year. I pray, Lord God, that you would empower us, that you would be the, the, the leader for this year, that we would take our lead from you. you help us to obey your voice this year. Uh, we commit all that um, we're doing, all the ministries and everything that goes on into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Stop. Done. Um. Okay, we are now on to our second session. Um, and then after this session, we're going to take a short tea break. Uh, but it's my privilege.